0: You are now listening to the Q and
1: E podcast. Is this what you want? Huh? Is
0: this what you want? I'm coming in against it. What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Q and E podcast, and you're here with your boy Q Hicks right now, and I got Egga on the other line. Egga tell the people what's good.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Q and E podcast. We got a lot coming for y'all today, man. Possibly the wildest wildest NFL playoff weekend in history, bro. Like, That's there was confirmed. so many. That's confirmed. It was, <laughs> it was just so much going on on both sides of the ball for every single team. It was a gunslinging fight to the end with Patrick Mahomes and, and Josh Allen. We get the upset in Tampa Bay. My my Bucks lose to the Rams who played phenomenal. It was a lot, bro. And we got all-star predictions coming for y'all for the NBA. Entertainment. Y'all know what's up with us. Let's go ahead and get into it.
0: Yes, yeah, so if this is your first time listening to the Q&E podcast, we have our sports segment, Two Wild Wednesday. Social media wants to know entertainment and past the ox, so definitely stick with us throughout our entire show. We appreciate you guys for listening. And you already know what we got to start off with, man. Like Edgar said, this was, I think it's confirmed, that this was the best round of playoffs that we ever had. When you talk about all four games going down to the wire, All of them ending on a walk-off touchdown or a walk-off field goal. This was a legendary weekend, and it was honestly topped off by the Bills and the Chiefs game. Probably the game of the century. If you did not watch this game live, I do not know what to tell you because highlights would not do this game justice. It was a back-and-forth blow between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. This was terrific quarterback play, man. The best I've ever seen Josh Allen play, and it was up there for Mahomes too. Edgar, what was your reaction from this matchup?
1: Uh, anybody that's been listening to us this whole time knows uh, before the season began, I predicted the Bills to get to the Super Bowl, Josh Allen MVP, all that, and then middle of the season, it was a lot of disappointment coming coming from my end because I just felt like the Bills want to slump. They have completely turned it around and what better time to do it than in the playoffs. They blow out the Patriots. And now you're in a situation where you play the chiefs like this. Granted you lose, but you play in such a stellar fashion. And it was to the point, bro, bro, where people really started questioning the NFL overtime rules and saying, bro, it's not fair that we have to basically give the the game to a coin toss. The coin toss is going to decide who wins this game. And, it just shouldn't have been that way, but, hey, it is what it is because Josh Allen came out and said, you know, hey, if it, if it was in our favor, we'd be celebrating too. So he, he's not complaining about it. He knows he played stellar. Everybody actually felt sad that he lost because it was like, damn, like, like the question says right here on the screen, what's Josh Allen's ceiling? That question has probably been proposed a lot over this season, over the past couple seasons, being in the shadow of Mahomes. And this game, he showed everybody no. I can get to this level too, and it he was. Put the it league gonna so, notice,
0: bro. He put the league yeah, on notice. Yeah, it was
1: so refreshing to see, bro. It was so refreshing to see. So they, I, I tipped my hat off to the Bills. I, I still, I don't have them going to the Super Bowl anymore because of our recent picks when we redid them and everything. But hey, I, I won't be surprised, and I won't be bad if they made it. Um, if they have a chance to go next year, you know what I'm saying. So I, I, I was, I was nothing. It was nothing short of spectacular from when I watched it.
0: First, I want to talk about the overtime rule thing. I think the way that overtime is set up to date is honestly perfect. If you, It's a sudden death if the other team scores a touchdown. If the one team kicks a field goal, the other team gets an opportunity. I think that's the best way you're going to do it because you can't yeah. do it college style of, oh, we just somebody get from the 25-yard line, touchdown, touchdown. we just going back and forth the whole game. It's like we're going to be here for hours. Your defense needs to step up. And Buffalo's defense didn't step up when they were supposed to in the last, uh, in overtime. And honestly, it was crazy that last minute of that game, bro. That shit was some of the wildest football I've ever crazy. seen, bro. So, Mahomes was down, I think, by three points, and he came down with like a minute and 54, ended up mm-hmm. ended up taking the lead with a minute left. So everything was on Josh Allen. People were saying that this was going to be his legacy drive. He ends up driving them down the field, throwing a touchdown to Greg- Gabriel Davis. Game went a touchdown with 13 seconds left. Everybody is thinking the game is over. The Bills are up by three. Josh <laughs> Allen has did it. And with 13 seconds left, Patrick Mahomes drives the Chiefs all the way down the field for a game-time field goal, so we can get to overtime. The back-and-forth nature of that game was just crazy. Crazy. I was going for the Chiefs, but man, it was a, it was just so much, man. I, I wanted Josh Allen to win, like you said, because he put the league on notice. He was he gained a lot of respect from me. If you know me, I'm a, I'm a, one of the biggest Josh Allen haters you probably will ever see. But seeing him in that game, he really improved, man. No turnovers in this postseason where he was actually known for that a season ago. And the fact that he was actually running the ball and using his huge size. I don't think he was doing that in the past couple of years until late in the season when it was just like grind time. And he knew he had to make huge plays. And his legs really made the difference in this matchup and for matchups uh, toward the end of the season. He proved a lot to me, bro. But Mahomes ended up taking him down and showing him that he's the Michael Jordan of this new era, bro. So I couldn't be mad either way. But what do you think Josh Allen's ceiling is to this point, though? Because we already know that that Mahomes is the Michael Jordan, bro. I don't care how people want to slice it. He is the cream of the crop. But where does Josh Allen stack up when you talk about the young QBs? Is he right behind him? Is it a neck-and-neck battle? Where is it?
1: I don't think it's a neck-and-neck battle, but he's definitely, like, you know how you got 1A, 1B. He's definitely in that 1B category. He He's nothing short of that on his best day, which we just seen. I know he he's had a history of, you know, causing turnovers and whatnot and just, excuse me, not living up to the moment in certain situations, but he killed that narrative. He killed that narrative with this game. He put the team on his back. He made the big plays. He didn't turn the ball over and he answered everybody's questions. So, yeah, Mahomes is the Michael Jordan of the of the era now of football that we're in, but Josh Allen is right behind him to where it's like, hey, I'm here too. And I'm one of the people that can beat Michael Jordan. And we all know Michael Jordan had him a couple of years where, hey, he was getting beat before he even got to the championship. And Josh Allen is probably that Detroit piston to Patrick Mahomes, Michael Jordan
0: because a lot of people are comparing this to like the Tom Brady Peyton Manning thing how they, they seen each other in playoffs a lot of times and it really was back and forth you didn't know who was going to take it I think Brady ended up winning a lot of those matchups but it was still every time they matched up it was one hell of a game and we didn't know what was going to happen until like the last drop it was going to be that type of matchup when those two quarterbacks came together and I think these quarterbacks are going to be the cream of the crop quarterbacks moving forward man I know we got the Burrows. we're going to talk about him in a couple of minutes we got the Burrows, the Herberts the Lamar Jacksons, the Kyler Murray's. We have so many exciting quarterbacks. But just looking at this game, I felt like everybody, as a collective, had to say these are the best two quarterbacks moving forward. With the Rodgers getting older, where Brady could be on his way out, it's like this is this is the future of the NFL, and it's yeah. a it's exciting as hell. <laughs> so it was definitely Thanks. something to see last night, man. Um, and going to the other side of the equation, let's talk about the Chiefs. They they did win this game. What stuck out to you about this performance from their side of the ball?
1: They showed me that are they – well, they made me ask the question, are they turning into that team that they can turn it on and turn it off whenever they want? Because that's really how I'm feeling about the Chiefs. I know the whole uh, narrative that we've been saying for the past couple of weeks at least is they kind of slept walk into the playoffs. They didn't have that great of a season and still had one of the best records in the league. Had a good placement in the playoff rankings and whatnot, and then they they have a light out lights out game like this. Yeah, the defense gave up uh, the amount of points they gave, obviously, because the Bills had a great game too. But Patrick Mahomes is just—he's in that level where when he wants to turn it on, it's on, and he's not cutting it off. And I, I think that's just the drive that the Chiefs, you know, just have so much success on. If Patrick Mahomes says they're going to win the game, they're going to win the game.
0: And I think that was the biggest thing looking at this matchup from both teams. And you look at the other side of the ball, you look at the defense. A lot of people are questioning, how can you let somebody score a touchdown with a minute left? How can you give up with a a field goal with 13 seconds left? I know the the defenses were tired, but I honestly put that on the quarterback play, man. When the quarterback play is at that high of a level, you just can't stop them on either side, bro. Mahomes or Josh Allen. And it was nothing either of these defenses can do because they're just so elite. So I think Patrick Mahomes does have a switch. This season, I think he did slip off. But we this is the Patrick Mahomes that we've seen yesterday that we're used to. We're used to right. this Patrick Mahomes where it just comes easy. Even when the Buffalo Bills have pressure on him, he's running for 35 yards, getting the first downs, picking up the, the chunk plays. That is the Patrick Mahomes we have grown accustomed to. We didn't see it a lot this season, but this is the Patrick Mahomes that I that, that I like to see, and I, I can I think can win another Super Bowl potentially this season, man. So the Chiefs are right back up there in that conversation when winning the Super Bowl, but I'm worried about their defense though, because they did lose Ty- Tyran Matthew last last night, and that was a huge loss because it was a huge gashings in the secondary. Their safeties were getting beat deep, so their lead communicator will be out. How much do you think that will affect their? Uh, game plan going into next week, going up against um, Joe Burrow.
1: Well, even though they have the home field advantage, which doesn't really mean anything so far in these playoffs, but um, even though they have the home field advantage against Cincinnati, you you have no answer for Jamar Chase. Like he's young, he's energetic, he's running whatever route that the offensive coordinator is giving him in the route tree, and we we see that not only is his route running elite, his speed is elite. So if him and Joe Burrow are clicking, bro, it's going to be tough. I feel like even if they try to double cover him in zone, he's just going to find those gaps that he wants, and he's going to have a field day, bro. So Tyron Matthew being gone is going to be a huge L that the Chiefs are going to have to try and figure out this week as they prepare for Cincinnati because this team, like I said, this team is young, and they're they playing like they got nothing to lose. And the Chiefs, not saying they have everything to lose, but you're facing an animal that, that really – it's just going all out at this point. So I, I I feel like it's going to be the same type of game that it was with Buffalo. But it's gonna be even scarier because this time this, this team has nothing to lose, no expectations. We didn't even see the Bengals getting this far. And so they and
0: they it, have scarier weapons too right. than the Bills. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can debate on who's better, Joe Burrow or Josh Allen, but they definitely have more weapons. So it's gonna be it's gonna to be tough, man. We're gonna talk about that later in the episode. But let's move on to some other games that happened this weekend. Uh the other game that happened on Sunday was the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Los Angeles Rams. Brady almost pulled off another historic comeback, bro. So close to pulling it off. He was down 27 to 3 and tied it up 27 to 27, but Matthew Stafford ended up leading his team down the field, kicking the field goal to make it 30 to 27, leading the Rams to the the conference championship. What was your takeaway from this matchup? And we heard a lot of rumors before the game about if this was going to be Brady's last season. A lot of reports were coming out. Do you think this was it?
1: That's always a tough question because people thought it was it when he was getting ready to leave New England. He just went to another team. And then after the first season with Tampa, he won the Super Bowl. Is Brady done? Is he just going to walk off into the sunset winning the ring? And then he played this season. So I, with Brady, it's like it's kind of like LeBron. You just really don't know until they just flat out say it. You, you don't know what's going to happen. He came out recently on a on a podcast. I think it was his podcast, either Today or. Or yesterday, or whatever, but he came out and said how his his wife, how he wants to start being there for her and being there for the kids now and stuff like that. He's understanding that another season of taking hits the way he's been doing at his age and whatnot is going to be a a risky decision that he's going to have to make. So he's definitely considering it a lot more now than maybe he was three years ago. But with Brady, you just don't know, bro. So that that's my answer on that. But the takeaway from the game. Bro, I thought we were going to lose after halftime, bro. We we just did not look like we came to play. Even though the, the comeback was happening at the end of the game, my parents was going crazy. Like, they they thought we were going to do it. I'm like, we're not winning. No, it is it's just too late. It was too late for us to make a decision like that, to finally turn it on, to try to win the game. And I just, I didn't think it was going to happen. I was actually shocked that the Rams even let it get to that point. We were supposed to get blown out, bro. We were not supposed to have any more than like 10 points. So it was just so ironic to me that Jalen Ramsey, I love Mike Evans. Everybody knows how I feel. Mike Evans ranks when it comes to wide receivers, bucks Bucks players in general. Jalen Ramsey had Mike Evans on lock at least 75% of the game. And on a drive that they needed to score most, all of a sudden, Jalen Ramsey is just getting blown by Mike Evans out of nowhere for a touchdown. Are and you accusing Cam the Akers, league of doing some rigged shit? And then Cam Akers literally fumbles on their next time having the ball. And What are you saying? Are you accusing the, the NFL of being rigged? I, I just thought it was very coincidental that we just worked <laughs> our way back into the game in like the last four minutes. In the last <laughs> four minutes of the game, we just worked our way entirely back in it. When it was not supposed to happen like that at all. And but, this is um, my on a on a serious note though we we shot ourselves in the foot way too many times, too many unsportsmanlike penalties, a lot of bad balls were thrown, a lot of balls that were good just weren't caught. Defense played like they just didn't know how to cover anybody. We we just shot ourselves in the foot too many times. On top of the Rams being flawless,
0: I thought that was the biggest takeaway of the Rams let that happen. Cause I tweeted it yesterday, man. I don't know how the Rams can win at all if they allow shit like this to happen. If it's twenty-seven to three and you up like that, you're supposed to kill the team. It's supposed to be no hope, and they have multiple chances to actually stake like the knife in the the Bucks' throat, and they didn't. It was that one fumbled like before halftime. It could have been twenty-seven to three. Cam Akers fumble. Then we got a Cooper Cup fumble. Then we got another Cam's Akers fumble, and it's like y'all allowed all of that to happen. Obviously, they were the Bucs were down 24 to 3, but that was my biggest takeaway of the Rams letting it happen, bro. Because the Bucks, even though they came back, did not look good on in the comeback. It was just the Rams made so many mistakes that we had to come back, but because we're being put in great situations to
1: score. Exactly, bro.
0: So the the Rams, I think this game told me more about the Rams than it did the Bucs, bro. Honestly, it really did. And that's why I'm worried talking about next week. If you allowing this to happen against uh the Brady and they're not looking good at all. It's like the the San Francisco 49ers are actually playing pretty solid. Whole different level of quarterback cuz Jimmy G stinks, but still. If y'all allowing that shit to happen regardless 27 to 3, I don't know what y'all capable of, bro. I honestly don't. <laughs> that shit is embarrassing, bro.
1: And and the Bucs pissed me off on that last drive that the uh that the Rams had. It's literally less than a minute left. They have the entire field to drive. And the worst thing that can happen is y'all going to overtime. Why are there no safeties in the backfield? They played with no safeties in the last 45 seconds of the game. Todd Bowles is a very great defensive mind, but why the hell are you blitzing when the game is tied and it's 45 seconds and all you need to do is just keep them from getting past the 50-yard line? You can let them get in front of you with screen passes and slants all you want. But as long as they don't get past the 50 to where they can kick a field goal, let's go to overtime and get this dub. I, I didn't understand how we just let Cooper Cup get naked in the backfield. I, that, that pissed me off because that whole comeback was damn near for nothing at that point.
0: Yeah, man. Um, a lot of people are saying a lot of good things about Matthew Stafford. It's still a case of I have to see it, man. He had that one great throw. But it's, it's kind of like that Matt Ryan thing that happened. Even though the Rams beat the Falcon allegations of the comeback, when Matt Ryan was the MVP of that season and he ended up getting came back on by Brady, like we really forgot about that MVP season. Niggas just still view Matt Ryan as this quarterback that's been solid his whole career. And I still have to look at Matt Stafford of, I need to see more from you in the playoffs because you once again allowed that to happen. We put a lot of blame on Matt Ryan when the the Falcons came back on the – or the Patriots came back on the Falcons. I have to look at uh, Matt Stafford once again. You allowed that to happen. So I still got to see more. He made a huge throw down to stretch the Cooper Cup, but I still have to see more, bro. I still got to see more. Just for allowing that shit to happen was crazy to me, bro. But I honestly turned into a Bucs fan watching that game, though. I turned into a Bucs fan because I was rude for y'all niggas to come back. Because I did not want Brady to go out like that, bro. Because I was hearing reports that this could be his last game. It's like the GOAT can't come out, go out with a damn blowout. No, it's no way. So if that was his last game, that was one hell of a last game, bro. At least you came back and you tried and you fought to the end, bro. It's like, okay, now that's somewhere we can be satisfied with as your ending. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it, it couldn't be a blowout, not for Brady but i honestly don't know if it's the end i think he'll give you one more year one more year brady and everybody will know this is his last year i think he will announce it before the season and that will be it and that's going to be because i was telling
1: him, i was like i think brady is going to be he's he's going to be on some like i want to i want to let people know this is my last season i don't think he's going to come out and be like yeah i'm done i'm not coming back and it's like damn like you didn't give us a chance to like really Appreciate you for real before you finish, regardless of how his last season goes, you know, like people just want to see you one last time play for real. So I feel like he he'll make that decision of one more year. And that's it. My farewell tour. I feel like he's gonna do something like that.
0: Yep. I think all I honestly think all of the big name players, I think Bron needs to do that, too. You have to acknowledge and get appreciated while you're here, man. A lot of people want not a lot of people, but I feel like it's a lot. Some people want to go out like Tim Duncan, just go out quietly. And it's just like Tim Duncan wasn't even appreciated for real when he went out. It's like he won five championships and he was just gone the next day. I feel like people need to get their flowers. I love the way it happened for D-Wade. Uh, I want that shit to happen for Bron and need to happen for Brady like you niggas are the goats of this day, the, the your respective sports. You need to get your flowers while you are here. We want to see you guys for this last time while you're here. So I honestly think he will come back for the uh, at least the flowers even if them they don't even do anything next year. Cuz I think a lot of contracts are coming up for the Bucks next year. I don't know if God won't going to be there. It's a lot of people that are question marks to come back, but I think he'll still give it one last try.
1: Yeah, Bruce Arians getting um not Bruce Arians but Ty Bowles getting coaching offers. Byron, Byron lefters getting Leff- coaching Rich. offers. We got players that I I know we ain't finna keep this team together no. And it was uh I think Levante da- Levante David even said he he kind of felt it in the locker room after the game like damn like this gonna be the last time we all really in here for real because he probably knows some people they gonna want to slide because they are gonna want more money so you can't blame mm-hmm. him at that point.
0: Hey, we tried that championship the second time, my nigga. I ain't passing up on that money no more. Yeah. I ain't passing up on that money in the second season. I definitely feel him, man. But I think Brady give him one more. And uh, moving on to the next one, man. This this was so important that it could have been the first topic of this, convo, uh, this podcast, man. Aaron Rodgers. He, le- he let Nas down, bro. Lost 13-10, to at home, number one seed, most likely will win MVP, and he laid an egg. And I I don't know what to say about Aaron Rodgers, bro, but he's not the guy that we have been hyping him up to be for this time. He is the most talented quarterback that possibly we've ever seen. I think Patrick Mahomes, honestly, has overtaken him at this point. But one of the greatest quarterbacks that we've ever seen. But if you can't get it done in the playoffs, man, can we really look at you that highly when we and talk about your legacy in the future. I was
1: just going to say, it's all I think gonna we can look at going to it's gonna come down yeah. to trophies. And exactly. w- if you even had a chance to compete for the trophy, you know what I'm saying? He, he doesn't have that. He got one. He always going to be brought up because he got one and his talent spoke for itself. But eventually with Patrick Mahomes and the way these other people playing, you're going to start sliding down that tier eventually because every quarterback is becoming more and more talented. So...
0: Because we can't throw that excuse that we always use for Green Bay that he needs more talent. When every year them niggas going 13 and 3, they going 12 and 4. So y'all good enough to win in the regular season. Aaron Rodgers coming through clutch in the regular season. But in the playoffs, that Aaron Rodgers magic isn't there anymore. In the snow, in y'all type of environment, you can't score anything against uh, San Francisco. What's the issue? Oh no, your whole, your whole legacy has to be questioned, bro. The whole 20 past 15, 20 years that you play for Green Bay is in question at this point, man. His legacy is going to be great quarterback that couldn't get it done. It really is. Unfortunately, he had all the talent in the world, but he couldn't get it done. And honestly, I'm not going to throw that talent shit in because they had talent enough to win in the regular season. But in the playoffs, he came up small. It is what it
1: is. Yeah, i I really don't even know what else to say with that because I, I love A-Rod. I'm always going to hold A-Rod in high regard, but I, I can't rebuttal that. I really can't. It's it's in question because, like you said, when it when it mattered most, you you didn't live up to the moment.
0: what? You... How did you feel about the, the matchup and uh, just talk about San Francisco's yeah. of the ball and how they, and they ended up pulling off this W because we counted them out. You said it was going to be a blowout last weekend. They kept it close throughout the whole game, a block punt. It really saved them.
1: Yeah, I, I was completely shocked, bro. Lambeau Field in the snow. I'm expecting a rod to do a rod things. I'm expecting the, the cheese heads to just really prevail in this situation. And you let Jimmy G come to your crib and just do this like, come on, after, after the performance we saw in Dallas. And, and that's just crazy, bro. And I think what he's like 0 4 against the 49ers, like as of yeah. late, yeah, like so they got your number at this point, too. That was a bad L, bro.
0: Bro, somebody brought this up. I think somebody on Twitter brought it up, man. It said Aaron Rodgers was supposed to get drafted by San Francisco, end up getting drafted by Green Bay. But they have beat him in the playoffs every time that they've seen him. So, honestly, right. so many people say that they should regret not drafting Aaron Rodgers when it's like, damn, every time we see this nigga, we beating him. So, do we really regret it when we getting <laughs> further than him in the playoffs every time? <laughs> I honestly don't think it's that bad. And that's how much we're questioning him at this point. That's supposed to be a huge regret for the Niners. Now the Niners looking like we made the right decision. This whole time we were actually right the whole time. It's, it's crazy, bro, when thinking about it. And a lot of people were trying to say that Jimmy G deserves more credit for this W. Can't agree with that shit. At
1: all. I I can't. They the only touchdown they had was the defense. Like I, literally, like, right?
0: <laughs> I I cannot agree with that shit at all. And uh, last last game of the weekend was um. The Bengals and the Titans, man. This one hurt my heart, man. I ain't even going to lie to y'all. This one hurt my heart, man. I thought the Tanny was going to pull it out, but he let Nas down too. through three interceptions. He looked like some trash, man. He looked (laughs) like some trash, and it really hurt me. And I honestly thought that the Titans had multiple times to take control of this game because the defense was just holding down the Bengals in the second half. I don't remember the Bengals really scoring in the second half. But it was just the turnovers from Tanny Man, some fumbles and all of that certain shit that really turned around this game. So how do you feel about the matchup?
1: I was shocked, bro. I didn't think Joe Burrow and them would get this get this far. I was really shocked, bro. Um, I don't know what to say. I, I don't the, the Titans beginning of the season, we were questioning are they are they a disappointment um right now? And then it turned into damn. Ryan Tannehill's having an MVP caliber type season, the way he's pulling them through. And then you end up in a situation like this where you're finally in the playoffs and you wet the bed like this. So I, I I don't understand, but shout out to Joe Burr on them. Like I said, shout out to the Bengals in general. Defensively, they were phenomenal. They they read Ryan Tannehill like a, a child's playbook. So <laughs> uh, shout yeah. out to them. I feel like they're, they're definitely going to be very formidable against uh, the Chiefs. But as far as the Titans... I, I don't know where to go moving forward from here. Like, Ryan Tannehill isn't a problem. I feel like it was really just a bad game. I, I know every dog has his day, and it was just one of those situations where you, you stunk at the worst possible time. But that does that will not define Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is a very talented quarterback, and it was just one of them days.
0: And honestly, even if they wanted to, they high-key can't even trade off of him because they just signed him to a huge extension, and nobody's going to want to trade for that. Uh, I don't think you can really draft anybody that's going to be better than him, not in this draft at least. Unless somebody yeah. like Aaron Rodgers tells you that he wants to come to town, then 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 I can then you can get off Tanny if Aaron Rodgers says something like that. But I don't see that happening for y'all. So you're going to have to ride out with Tanny. Tanny was not as bad as, like, I agree with you. Tanny was not as bad as he looked in that game. But, damn, he wet the bed, bro. He wet the yeah. bed. He was the reason that they lost that game for sure. He was the reason that they lost. Cannot absolve him from that. But, damn, that was a terrible game. But a uh, shout out to the, the Bengals, and I got a prediction for the conference championship game. But because I before before we predicted the the Super Bowl, and I had them going to the AFC championship game. Did not having these matchups happen, I thought they were going to end up seeing the Chiefs in the second round. But here we are, Chiefs versus Bengals conference championship game. What do you foresee for this matchup, and who wins?
1: Uh, I see a. Not a repeat of the Bills game, but I see a close second to that. I feel like this is going to be a high-scoring game. I feel like both Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes are going to be gunslinging. It's going to be a lot of crazy touchdowns in this game, but I think the Chiefs are going to prevail just because they they have the experience. They've been here before, and it's just another day in the park for them as far as I'm concerned. I don't think Joe Burrow is going to melt in the moment. I just think he's just going to get uh, outperformed. Man,
0: I think this team—they're not—they're not an underdog story anymore because they're—they're a really good team. They're a really good team. Yeah. And I think that they have shown me that they're so scrappy. They're scrappy enough to overcome even the 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 lowest points of situations. Joe Burrow got sacked damn then ten times in that game against the Titans, and they still found a way to win. This team is scrappy, man. And against the Chiefs, I see something like this happening. It's going to be an ugly game. They, The only way they make this game close and win, they have to make it ugly. You have to make it ugly, and Joe Burrow has to pull you through it. I think the defense mucks up the game and turns over Mahomes a couple of times, and I think the Bengals win. The Bengals win and go to the Super Bowl this season, bro, and that's crazy. We talked about it before, Joe Burrow coming off a of knee reconstruction, and in his first real season back with offensive line issues, he's a game away. And I think he's going to get there, bro. This team is tough, bro. He has the talent, his wide receiver pieces, tight ends, bro. and his defense is good. I, I see I see it, bro. I see the vision. And uh, the next matchup being the 49ers versus the Rams. Divisional matchup and the conference championship.
1: I need the Rams to blow them out, plain and simple. I don't even want to spend too much time on this. I need Aaron Donald to have at least three sacks on Jimmy G just please get the 49ers the hell out of here because I was very upset that they even beat Green Bay. And the 49ers shouldn't even got this far, so I I really need the Rams to just blow them the hell out, please.
0: This is the question that I have, bro. What is the legacy of Jimmy G, bro? If he gets the 49ers to two Super Bowls, Mm. are we just going to say it was coaching? Because I agree that Jimmy G isn't the best quarterback because I was about to say, we, we can't say it was all coaching. What is the legacy of Jimmy G? Damn, because honestly, he should he should have a Super Bowl right now. But the defense choked, and they ended up losing that one to Mahomes. So he should have a Super Bowl, but he didn't win it. But if he gets the team to two Super Bowls, bro, I think we'll have a different, a different perspective, a different narrative about Jimmy G if that happens.
1: Damn, I ain't even think about that. Mm. I don't know what his legacy would be, bro. I really don't. Damn, yeah, you stuck me with that one. I, I wouldn't know what to say. I, I, I really, I wouldn't know what to say.
0: Cause obviously he's not gonna be like one of the greatest quarterbacks of this generation. But damn, he got in the two Super Bowls. He, he's the,
1: the, he's the um, Jimmy G is the definition of don't mess up in your position. If you're good enough at your position to not mess up the game, you can be a quarterback that gets your team to the Super Bowl. He is the definition of that. He is the embodiment of just don't fuck up in your position. And we will will take it from him.
0: We're talented enough. We just don't need you to fuck up the bag. Basically. Exactly. He, he honestly is that. He's a Trent Dilfer type of guy like a uh, he's one of those quarterbacks Trent Dilfer for the Ravens when the Ravens had the all-time defense, just just get me there. You know what I'm saying? Just don't exactly. turn the ball over type of guy. So he he's really like that, bro. But that'll be one scene because if Jimmy G gets the two Super Bowls and Aaron Rodgers got the one, I don't know what to say, bro. Like I said, I the ta- the, I like say. I said, the talent difference isn't close. The the talent dis, uh disparity isn't close. But damn, that's just crazy to think about. I think the Rams win this game, though. Uh, damn, bro. I'm kind of. I, I want to pick the Rams. This is what I say. I want to pick the Rams, but what I seen on Sunday, it, it didn't give me any confidence for this game, being that the 49ers can really run the ball down your throat, and their defense is stout, man. And seeing what they did against Aaron Rodgers, they could do something similar against Matt Stafford. I wouldn't be surprised a bit if San Francisco wins this game, bro. And honestly, I'm going to change my answer. I think Kyle Shanahan proves himself in this matchup and gets the win over the Rams Whoa. versus Aaron Donald versus Jalen Ramsey versus wow. Von Miller somehow pulls it out against this team man that game against the bucks scared me bro cuz y'all you you guys can leave the door open without shutting him completely the rams will take advantage of that and beat y'all bro i seen it against the packers it can happen once again bro cuz i told you last week the rams aren't not the rams but the 49ers aren't a team that can get blown out they're not capable of getting blown out because their defense is too good, and their running game will keep them in the game, will keep the clock moving. It's one of those type of type of situations. It's a close game to the end. Jimmy G will have the throw of his career to win the game. Wow, I'm predicting that. I'm <laughs> predicting that, bro. Jimmy G will have the throw of his career to win the game versus the Rams, man. It's going to be the Debo Samuel, too. I'm telling you, I see it. 49ers versus Damn. Bengals Super Bowl.
1: Damn. So not not even the uh what's you call it uh what's the name? Not the Kittle, but the Debo Samuel.
0: To Debo Samuel for the game, bro. Debo Samuel. Damn. I think they're gonna have somebody like a Ramsey guard and Kittle, honestly. And they're gonna have uh Debo Samuel really roaming around the field, getting the ball in the backfield in the slot type of situation. And we know how dynamic he is. He gonna get it for the game, bro. That's it. I, I, but I really want y'all to sit with that question, though. Jimmy G is a game from getting away, getting away or getting close to two Super Bowl appearances. Just think about that. Just let that marinate with y'all real quick. <laughs> and uh, moving on to the uh, NBA. Let's move on to our NBA All-Star picks because the I think the starters do come out this Thursday for the All-Star. I think the starters do come out. And we are not going by their standards. We're just picking the 12 best players we think that are coming out of the conference. I know the, the league goes by a certain amount of front court players, a certain amount of back court players. We're not doing that, bro. We're just doing the, the best players, best 12 players, east and west, bro, because it's too many technicalities with that
1: system. We ain't doing all that. For real. So for the east, I got DeMar DeRozan, Giannis, MB, Trey. And Bradley Bill, those are my five starters. And Whoa. then I got what?
0: Bradley Bill started.
1: Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Oh, <laughs> let me let I me got... get my let
0: me get my starter. Let me get my starters then. Let oh, me okay, get my starters okay. then. All right. Let me, I got Treyon. I got Trae Young starting. I got DeRozan starting. KD, Giannis, and Embiid. I feel like that front court front court for the East for gonna be. The same for a long time. DeRozan and MVP conversations. Even though the Bulls are tailing off, he's still in that MVP conversation. And Trey Young, you can't deny what Trey Young is doing, bro. Even though the the Atlanta Hawks are disappointing right now, being 12th in the Eastern Conference, he's putting up 29 points and 10 assists, or 28 points in 10 assists, <laughs> bro. What what he's doing just doesn't make sense. You have to give him this respect, bro. That's crazy
1: only reason I don't have KD starting is just because, because uh, what you call it. Um, I just didn't think he'd be healthy by then. I thought he was still dealing yeah. with that knee injury.
0: And it's a lot of, it's a lot of players like this on the, in the all-star pool, man, like Draymond Green, uh, even though he doesn't have the stats, his impact really speaks a lot for his game, but he just got hurt recently. Don't know if he's going to be healthy for the all-star game. It's a couple of players where you don't know if they're going to be healthy, but, I just picked the players I think that would make the team, regardless. True. And the rest uh, of the East.
1: For the rest of the East, I got KD, I got LaMelo, Harden, uh, Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum. Uh damn. And that's what got her. Oh, uh Fred Van Vliet and Jalen Brown.
0: So you got Jimmy Butler making it. Yeah. After all the games missed, you still got him in there?
1: Yeah. Off of the names. Yeah. Excuse me.
0: This is, I got, I got LaMelo in there. I got Harden in there. Van Vliet, Tatum, Jalen Brown, Levine, and Darius Garland. Like I said, we're not going by any front court, back court. These are the the players I think will get in there. I I didn't have Bill in there. Because Bill, he's having a good season, bro, but. It's just pl- players that are playing better than him, them all around, and I think are having a more of an impact on the team that I had to put them above. Like the Cleveland Cavaliers are fourth or fifth in the Eastern Conference. Garland has been a huge reason for that. Van Vliet, everybody thought the Raptors were gonna be at the bottom of the East. They're currently in that play-in-playoff conversation. Gotta give them credit. Lamelo doing his thing, Jalen Brown and Tatum. They're both on the HC, but they're two All Stars, so I feel like you both you have to put both of them in. Levine is on the Bulls, and then Harden has been playing well recently, so I think he has to be in there as well. True. true. I, I just didn't put Jimmy Butler in there because of the injuries, and I don't know how many. Uh, yeah, I don't think he, they, they're going to give him that uh, that slot for Jimmy Butler. Hmm. You uh, uh, West for artists, the-
1: for the West, uh, starters I got Ja, I got Braun, Steph, Jokic, and Gobert.
0: Same, I got Ja, Steph, Braun, Jokic, and Gobert. I don't like Gobert being a starting lineup, but I guess I gotta rock with it. It's a lot of injuries, <laughs> so it's like he he got forced in that position because I think that usually <laughs> goes to AD, but AD been hurt. AD yeah. not really, yeah, he really on like the back end of the pool, so yeah, it's like you gotta give it to Gobert at the end of the day. And um, all right. Uh, West reserves.
1: Uh, for the reserves, I got D. Book, Donovan Mitchell, Paul George, DeAndre Ayton, Dame, Luca, and Carl Anthony Towns.
0: Dame, I know Dame for sure not gonna be in it because um injuries. I think he out for the rest of the season. No, and Dame out for the rest of the season.
1: Damn, he getting abd he getting abdomen didn't, surgery. Damn, I ain't even think about that.
0: He getting an abdomen surgery. But um I'll put Anthony Dane. Anderson
1: in there yeah, for him. I'll put Anthony Anderson in for Dane. That nigga said Anthony
0: Anderson. <laughs> that nigga said Anthony Anderson. That nigga hooping now. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> y'all know what I meant. I
0: got uh I got Donovan Mitchell. Man, you all already know what Donovan Mitchell does. CP3 and D book, both of them get in. Uh Luca, y'all already know he a triple double machine. I think AD, even with all of his injuries, he's one of the players I think will still get in because of his name, bro. He will get in there. And, like, the last three for the Western Conference was tough. It was like it honestly can go in a lot of different directions. Draymond can be thrown in this conversation. But I ended up throwing in Brandon Ingram. I got Brandon Ingram in there. Surprising for the Pelicans because the Pelicans, without Zion, were thought to be, like, the last team in the Western Conference. And they're still, like, in play-in conversations. Did not expect that at all. Brandon Ingram is averaging like twenty four right now. Got to give it to Ingram, and I got Cat for my last slot, uh, being that they're seventh in the Western Conference. Uh, you got to give him that respect and give him give him a slot in there. But I think Dejounte Murray honestly has a good argument to get in here too. Another surprise, Dejounte Murray. Mm. Um, I already talked about Draymond. Like you, I think you brought up Aiton. Aiton can yeah. actually make it. Especially with the technicalities that we brought up before about the certain amount of front court players that you have to have, Aiton can honestly easily slide in there, and I wouldn't be surprised not one bit.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, another person I saw getting a lot of votes was Miles Bridges. Uh, I picked him to uh, to get Most Improved Player of the Year. He's definitely improved a lot and is a great duo with Lamelo. But I I didn't see him uh, sneaking in past any of these other names for All Star. Yeah.
0: And the Heat was one team I didn't have any All-Stars for. I don't think they get any All-Stars. And they are the number one seed in the East right now. But being that they had so many injuries this season, and I honestly think if we were to give anybody an All-Star slot on the Heat, it would be Kyle Lowry. I think he's the most deserving of an All-Star slot. But I don't think people notice his stats enough and his impact. And I don't, I think uh, Hero would be another person in that conversation, but I don't think he gets it. And Bam and Jimmy, I think, just missed too much time at this point to actually be in it. So that's gonna be uh interesting to see how they do that. Would they give Jimmy the the, the nod because he's number one in the Eastern Conference? I don't know. And another person I wanted to talk about was Joel NB because he's been on a stretch recently that's been he's been going crazy, bro. And now he's starting to be talking about in the the MVP conversation. Let me just say his last 10 games, man. 31, five and four. 31 12 and seven, 31 8 and six, 31 6 and three, 25 13 and six, 32, 12 and three, 32 8, 50 and 12, 40 and 13, 38 and 12. So recently he has really been ramping it up, and the Sixers are currently fifth or sixth in the Eastern Conference. And this is without Ben Simmons missing a huge part of the team, an all star. And it seems like Daryl Morey isn't trying to make any trade for Ben Simmons to get and be any help so is nb the mvp of the nba right now and do you think they're wasting the best season he's probably played ever
1: he's definitely in the conversation top three candidate for sure right now just like you said on the Who's stretch he's on I, I still got stuff bro Steph is out there Steph is up there.
0: Slump slump recently, bro, bro.
1: Steph is still up there. I don't care what nobody say. Steph is still up there, bro. Um, I know KD dealing with his injury right now, but I probably haven't be over KD. So top two, top three, um. Everything he's facing right now with being the backbone, basically, of the 76ers, just going with every point that you made, is a huge reason why I think he's up there. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up getting it at the end of this season. And uh, you've said it multiple times already, like, the 76ers are a team that have a chance to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, at least. So, he could definitely get MVP for that.
0: I just don't like what's going on, because... As somebody who is a Heat fan, obviously, I don't want to get want the 76ers to get any more help and to have them potentially beat us in a playoff series. But it's unfortunate to see, as a basketball fan, violent talent being wasted, man. And it's just like they're not going to get as far as they should with Embiid playing at this MVP type of level because Daryl Morey can't get over his ego, bro. You can't trade this nigga Ben Simmons because you're waiting on some godfather offer. Like, that shit is just getting annoying just as a basketball fan, bro. And we don't exactly. know how many more seasons like this Embiid has dealing, knowing that he's dealing with health issues. Like, this is the best season he, we're probably going to see out of him. And will we see this again? Are the injuries going to hold up? Is his body going to hold up? And we're wasting that because we don't want to trade Ben Simmons? And you're not going to actually go for it this season? So, if you don't trade Ben Simmons by the deadline, bro, I got to look at uh, Darryl Morey More even shakier in the light, bro, because that's a damn shame, bro. I agree. All right, man, moving on to our top five power rankings. Man, what you got?
1: Uh, Right now, I got, I would say the Heat at one. I got, I put the Heat at one, Suns at two, Golden State at three, Chicago at four. And I'll put the Grizzlies at five.
0: I got the Suns one, Heat two, Grizzlies three, Nets four, Warriors five. And let's move forward to entertainment and current events. Man, what we got on the docket? Uh, First thing I got is NFTs are on Twitter now. We had that conversation last week of the impact of NFTs and the rise of NFTs and how they're becoming more and more popular, more and more celebrities are using them. But Twitter is now giving us a glimpse of what we could be seeing from future social medias if uh, if they want to get into NFTs. So currently they are giving you the ability to purchase NFTs from their website and make it your your profile picture moving forward so it can be looked at i don't know if they can buy it off of you at all but i know it can at least be your profile picture and you can have a proof of ownership it can be stored as a blockchain in a digital data page that is publicly accessible so how do you feel about that and do you think they will pick up with other social medias moving forward
1: i think they will i feel like twitter is a great place to start off just because uh that's really where profile pictures are looked at most now I think is on Twitter. So I feel like they did a great job at making it accessible to um to like the everyday person who uses Twitter now. So I thought that was a cool addition.
0: I think I think it I think it will be the future. And I think this is the most accessible way that people know that you have something and maybe it will grow the the value of it because more and more people are seeing it. So maybe their average Joe isn't getting the most bang for his buck. When you see somebody look at your profile picture, maybe the value doesn't go up. But if we're talking about celebrities and more and more people are looking at his profile picture and it becomes more popular and people actually want to buy his, like his value can, can, can continue to increase like month after month after month. And people continue to see that and like the, like the view of it. And want to actually buy it from one day. I think it could be like some sort of bidding war that people continue to see. it. And behind closed doors, it's like a black market, like sell off or something like that, that we could be Mm -hmm. doing. And you continue to like change your profile picture every month because you get uh, another profile picture. And it can be the same thing where it continues to increase. uh, Then you sell it on the black market. You put another one up. You can sell it uh, like a month later, same thing. And that could be like a system and a quick way to make money if you are like that when it comes to popularity and people are actually looking at your profile of picture and like what the picture is and like its value moving forward. I think that's something that we definitely could get with NFTs. And you talked about the rise last week. This is just another stepping stone when we're talking about NFTs becoming more accessible to people. It's easier to purchase now since you can purchase it uh, directly from crypto.com you can have it go directly to twitter like it's becoming way more accessible than it first was when it just came out and went on nba top shot and uh, other places like that so and moving on the next topic is is idris elba going to be the next 007? so there is conversations going on right now that idris elba is going to be the next one after daniel craig is gone and we heard rumors that it could be a black 007 coming up or black woman 007 coming up that was currently in a couple of movies ago in the last 007. Was she was in
1: one I know of, she was in one I can't remember which one, but it, like of the last two or three that have come out, she was in one of them.
0: Yeah, so I'm blanking on her name, but it was she, it, she was in conversation to be the next 007, but now it's a lot of uh buzz surrounding Idris Elbow as him being the next 007. How do you feel about
1: it? i Everybody knows Idris Elba is a phenomenal actor, one of the best of the the last decade plus now, but, bro, he's too old to play 007, bro. Like, if you're going to get somebody... When you're picking someone to play a role like 007 James Bond, you're picking somebody who's going to be that person for the next, like, what, 10 years? So 10 years, like, what, five movies, five to six movies? So I just feel like Idris Elba is at an age now where it's like, uh. I don't know if five to six years from now I'm gonna believe like you whipping people asses and like you you this old dude like it just doesn't make sense. I feel like they should get somebody around like age of 35 or something like that, or or even a little younger, you know, if they want to go in a different direction. But not not saying he can't play the part because I'm sure he could, but I I just feel like they should go younger if they're gonna try and start a whole new wave of this character.
0: But how many people? really need five or 10 more 007 movies. I don't think people are really fiending for 007 movies like that. So maybe he'll be around for like three movies and he'll just have a trilogy just surrounded around his 007. And I think he'll be old enough and young enough to be a part of that trilogy. And he'll be around for that point in time. I don't think he has to be around for, for 10 years, like the Daniel Craig's and the 007's from past. It can be something quick, and he can be in and out. And the the black woman that you just brought up can be the next 007 moving forward. I don't think it has to be something that just is prolonged forever with Idris Elba. I think he can be fine. I think he's suave enough. You have to be suave. You have to be coming, cunning. You got to be smooth. I think he is like the embodiment of a, a 007. If he can do like the, the stunts and things like that, I think he is. And we're seeing more older actors be so in shape When it comes to doing stunts and things like that, we just seen it with uh, Willem Dafoe, Alfred Molina. We see that they're so active in their older age. I wouldn't be surprised one bit if Idris Elba is in that type of shape to be able to do the 007 type of stunts that they like to do. And if they have to make him look younger with some more CGI like they did for Willem Dafoe, they can do that too. I think he is really a good embodiment of 007 though. I like it. Moving forward, we got Squid Game season two renewed. So, we never came out with a Squid Game review or a recap on the season one of it. But, how do you feel about season one knowing that we have a season two come up? What do you have any predictions for season two?
1: I need better subtitles, bro. Like, I really had to pay attention watching that movie because the subtitles weren't even matching what the actual audio was so it's like if you're not if you're not watching and listening at the same time like you're not really going to know what's being said so i hope they fix that and fix the fix the actual uh translation of the film i mean of the series but the season one was cool i I really liked it. it they took a completely different turn from the normal type of uh killer game show type of movies and shows that we get and whatnot so it was definitely a a cool twist that i've never seen before really uh the ending a lot of people didn't like the ending but i mean i figured they were gonna make a season two as soon as i seen the way they ended the first season because it's like i don't think they just ended like he's just purposely going back to play the game i feel like no he's going back to fuck shit up and like try to you know unveil everything that they are and whatnot
0: I hated the ending, bro, because you he was going to see his daughter in America, and now you just say, fuck my daughter. I got to fuck up this game show that almost took my life a, a couple of months ago. It's like, my nigga, what are you doing? Go take care of your kid, my nigga. You rich at this point, and you, and you still trying to mess around and take down the game? And how much help is he going to need to do that, bro? It's so much that has to go his way to take down a whole experiment that's going on, bro. It's like, I I didn't like that decision at all. And it's it's honestly one of those shows that I don't think needed a season two. I think if you sent him on his way of just going back to see his daughter, I think that would have been one of the the perfect show endings and one of the perfect show runs that we got. I think one season is all we needed from Squid Games. I do not want a season two of Squid Games. I honestly do not, bro. I don't think it's necessary. I don't don't want to see him. I don't want to see him fucking shit
1: up. I just don't know what they would do because it's not squid games at that point. Like the game is yeah, it's, it's gonna
0: be it's yeah, it's gonna be focused on him most of the time. It's gonna be yeah. focused on him and trying to fuck shit up while other the other games are going on in the background. But it's like we just seen him finish the game, you know what I'm saying? And what's the likelihood of get him getting out of that situation or saving somebody else from getting out of that situation? It's like that shit kind of killed me at the end, bro. I think they this this on that show only had to be one season, bro. It only had to be one season, so to have a season two, I don't know what y'all do with it. I don't want to see y'all play more games. It's not going to keep my attention for another season. It's not, bro. <laughs> it's not, bro. So having it for season two blew me, honestly. But um, all right, man, what you got for Pastor Ox? Uh,
1: I've been on that easy. The game with uh Kanye West, bro. Like, I, I fought with that song. It, it gave me late, late registration vibes. I, I really like that song.
0: Uh, i got let me find out by Bino riddle and roddy rich saw me sliding recently and what you got for a movie and show reviews coming up
1: uh so any of y'all watching power we just reviewed episode eight y'all be sure and check that out we just did a review for don't look up so that'll be coming soon uh we still gotta do the harder they fall and uh what uh bmf uh the hype of BMF and kind of die down. We could probably just wait till the next season to come out. And the thing but, about we can honestly yeah.
0: talk about because I couldn't get through this season, bro. I couldn't get past episode five, bro. I honestly, damn. it's not doing it for me, bro. I, I can't even lie to you, bro. I don't know if I'm just drawn out with the with the with those type of plots, but damn, I don't know. It just will not do it for me. I couldn't get past episode five when it came to BMF. Because yeah. we honestly should have been reviewed
1: that. It was it was straight. It was straight. That's and all I uh, can really say. It was straight.
0: <laughs> and 50 Cent got another show coming out called uh, Hip Hop Homicides. It's yeah. like, bro, I think we talked about it before about 50 Cent's legacy, what it's going to be. I know he was one of the a, a great rappers during, during the 2000s, but man, all of these shows that he got coming out, BMF was one of the shows, all the power series that he got coming out. And then I think he's going to have, have Hip Hop's Homicides. He's going to talk about Tupac's Unresolved Murder. He's going to talk about Biggie's Unresolved Murder. Ain't going to dive into all of that shit. Man, he's going to be known for that TV shit way more than his music, honestly. Because he's one of the best EPs that we got out here today. Because he's putting out, even if you don't fuck with his shows, bro, they are highly entertaining. Even if you don't fuck with the plots, they're highly entertaining and everybody
1: watches them shits. Exactly.
0: So yeah, definitely shout out to 50 Cent. I just watched Red Notice on uh, On My dad
1: said he just watched that.
0: I just watched Red Notice with uh, Ryan Reynolds, The Rock, and uh, Gal Gadot. So we can definitely do Red Notice as well. And uh, it was something else on uh, Netflix that we could have watched too. Uh, damn, it was something else I watched. Tick, Tick, Boom. I think I told you about Tick, Tick, Boom.
1: Yeah.
0: But Netflix has a has a nice little situation going on. Ozark just dropped on Netflix. I don't know if you watch Ozark, but I got to catch up on season four. I never
1: watched. Yeah.
0: So I just got, got to watch season four of that too. But uh yeah, bro, you can hit him with a social media.
1: You can follow us on Twitter at Q E Podcast One. You can follow us on Instagram at Q A-N-D-E podcast. You can follow and like our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube at Q and Sign Podcast. And our Gmail is QANDEPodcast podcast at gmail.com.
0: All right. And you guys can subscribe to our Q and E media page. It's QANDEMedia.com. A-N-D-E-Media Uh Twitter is QE Media and our Instagram is QANDE Media. And subscribe to our Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. QAN sign E Podcast. We appreciate you guys for listening and we out. Peace.